Good morning. How are you guys doing out there? We just want to say welcome and welcome to uh, the church live online. No matter where you're joining us from, uh, we want to say welcome into this point. It's been such an amazing week and we pray that you guys are staying healthy out there. Welcome to our Palm Service Sunday. Uh, we're excited for this morning. We've got about a minute 20 left to go before our band gets started with our pre-service song. And so I'm Pastor Ron. I'm going to be taking you through uh, the morning. And we're we're excited. We've been making a lot of mass this week. We've been passing out food. All of that information is going to be coming up pretty soon. But right now, the best thing that you could possibly do is share this link, tcaz.live. Make sure that no matter what platform you're on, even if you're over on Facebook, you hop over there and you can um, have some conversation on our platform. It's a great place to pray. It's a great place for community. We've got people in that room, hosts, ready uh, to chat with you, ready to pray with you, ready to take you through the whole service. And so we're looking forward to this morning. Well, one of the things that we like to do, we uh, as, as we get started in every service that we do, we like to play a song that maybe if you're not from church, you're not in church, that you are familiar with. And so uh, this morning, our band during this pre-service time is going to be bringing you a song that you've heard. It's from the Foo Fighters. It's very fitting. It's called Times Like These. And so check it out. We're going to take it to the stage inside. And our band's going to be playing this song. It's by the Foo Fighters. It's called Times Like These. Check it out.
Good morning and welcome to the church in the White Mountains. We just want to thank you for joining us no matter where you're at uh, today, this morning, in this place. Maybe you're in the community, maybe you're in the state of Arizona, maybe you're nationwide, worldwide, we don't know. My name is Ron, I'm one of the pastors here, and we are excited for an amazing morning together. Don't forget, share, share, share on Facebook, or maybe you're on our platform, tcaz.live. Share the link that you're on and invite somebody to church this morning. Uh, I just want to mention that we had an amazing, amazing week. We want to thank you guys. Again, I, I said it last week, but this week even more so. For your generosity, you guys have shown up in a huge way this week in your financial giving, in your giving and making masks, in giving in every single way in your to your neighbors and your community. We just want to thank you guys uh, for all of that. So as we as we get started this morning, I want to pray for us. I want to share a, a message or a little scripture out of Psalm 148 here, and we just are remembering that today we're celebrating Jesus as King, no matter where we're at. Amen. Amen. So let's. Let's Psalm 148 and check this out. It says, Hallelujah. Praise God from heaven. Praise him from the mountaintops. Praise him, all you angels. Praise him, all you his warriors. Praise him, sun and moon. Praise him, you morning stars. Praise him, heaven. Praise him, heavenly rain and clouds. Praise him, oh, let praise be the name of God. He spoke the word and were them in place and from time and eternity he gave his orders and that's it we're here to praise him this morning let's pray Father god we just thank you so much time thank you for this that we're in and god we give you the praise this morning from wherever we're at from all over the world in jesus name we pray amen Yeah. 
scripture. It is um, out of the book of Numbers, chapter 6. And this is a blessing that um, the Lord instructed Aaron to speak over the people and their families. And this morning, as as we sing together, whether, whether you might be in your cars this morning, you might be sitting around as a family, we invite you to to learn the song along with us, to sing it together with us. We can be singing this blessing over you while you're at home, and in turn, you can be singing it back to us, and you can be singing it over the people that you're sitting around this morning. Join with us.
just pray over your hat today. Um, Father, we just give you thanks. Thank you so much for um, us being able to remember your scripture, God, and, and just remember your, your, your promise to your children. And Father, that we can live in that in that kind of promise today, Father, as we seek out your face. Father, we, we know that you came uh, with intention. You came with a purpose. You came with a, with a much larger plan in mind. And, um, and writing us into that story, we're grateful. And, and so, Father, we, we pray that you would speak truth in our lives, that we would hear your voice today, God, that we would, we would just hear you speak. That, that truth would become so much greater than any other circumstance that we're in right now. That truth would be become so much larger than any, any, any existing pain or sorrow, Father, that, that we look to your face and we recognize that there's something way larger than, than what meets the eye. Help us to see you this morning, God. Help us to hear. It's in Jesus' name. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. Come on, man. Check this out. I'm going to tell you, 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 you just cannot stop the church, all right? You can't kill the church. You can't shut down the church. You can't stop the church. You can't shut up the church in Jesus' mighty name, all right? Jesus said that his church will prevail and the gates of hell will not prevail against his church, amen? Come on, right there in your house, just say amen. It's okay to say amen right here, all right? I know this, man, and I love this, man. I'm watching, we're here worshiping, and I'm just imagining y'all, man, in your pad, all right? Turn it up, man, when we're crank up that music, man. Let it fill your house, man. And let God's Holy Spirit fill your house. Let God's word fill your house. Let God's presence just fill your house. Amen? That's a good place. Don't worry about everybody else. Just say amen. Don't, don't, don't worry about everybody else. Amen? Praise the Lord, man. Welcome. Welcome to the church online, all right? We will find a way to worship together. Why? Because we're those crazy Jesus freaks that just do not care, and we're going to make sure that we worship together, even if it's like this, in Jesus' mighty name. Amen? Praise the Lord. I want to pray one more time, all right? And then we're going to get this, this party kicked off. Well, it already got kicked off. We're going to just join the party. Praise the Lord. So, Father, we give you the praise. And Lord God, right now, in the name of Jesus Christ, I just pray into every living room, every house, every apartment, every patio, every car, Lord God, in the name of Christ Jesus, we just pray in there with each of us. Like God, Lord, we're just holding hands right now. Every one of us are holding hands. Can we just, can we just like just in your mind's eye with me? Come on, imagine, every one of you, imagine holding hands with everybody that you can think of in the church. Just imagine us, all of us, just holding hands right now and just holding on to one another. All your families, with our families, with my family, holding together. And we're just praying in the name of Jesus Christ, Lord God, that, Father, you connect us beyond the boundaries, Lord God. You connect us beyond on all, the, all the, uh, the, the, the parameters, Lord God, that are being placed around us right now. We just pray in the mighty name of Jesus that, Father, we're reaching over those walls. Lord God, we're spiritually connecting, we're lovingly connecting, and we're connecting with you for your glory. And so we're praying in the mighty name of Christ Jesus that you glorify your name right here that you glorify your word right here as we lift you up in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. I could hear you guys saying amen. 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 Check this out, man. This is getting a little easier for me. 
All right, imagining you guys on the other side of this screen is getting a little bit easier, all right? Because I'm, I'm, I'm looking, okay, check this out, come here, come over here, check this out. I'm looking right now, I'm looking into, I'm looking into your, your house. I'm looking into your living room, you're like, don't look. All right, check this out. And I'm recognized, some of you, man, you, okay, some of you got dressed, man. You got, you got cleaned up, you got ready, you're sitting here and you're ready, man, you're having this happen. All right, some of you right now are still in your jammies. That's okay, kick it in your jammies, all right? Jesus probably wore jammies, all right? And so, so, so I recognize, some of you are still eating. Some of you are still eating, and you got food, right? Just, get, just do something about that. And I don't know what's hanging from your nose, all right? But anyways, all right, ah, it's getting a lot easier, ah, you know, to imagine you guys with, I can go on and on, man, and just imagine what's taking place in your car, in your house, in your bathroom, all right, on your, on your patio right now, with you right now. I can go on and on. You want to know why? Because I love imagining. I love thinking about these things, all right? I just do. I like imagining new stories. I like just kind of just, just picturing in my mind's eye and, and, and through my faith in Christ, I like to imagine the new stories, all right? I'm, I don't know about you, man, but I'm, I'm pretty tired. I'm pretty tired of the story that keeps trying to own me right now and the story that keeps trying to own you. Yes, it's real. Yes, there is a concern. We know, all right? We do. We know, man, all right? But, but, but I'm tired of that story trying to own me, man, so I want to I imagine new stories, all right, I want, to, I want to imagine new stories. I like imagining, I like taking trips in my mind and just imagining. I love to imagine Debbie and I taking a trip, all right, and going off and getting lost, walking around in the rain somewhere. I love imagining that, all right? I love imagining my family growing stronger and stronger and closer to one another and closer to Christ. I love imagining these things, all right? I love imagining each of you guys. I love imagining each of you reaching out for one another. I'm reaching out, you know, and, you know, and, and connecting in new ways, even though, you know, you know we, we've been, have these restraints. I love imagining you guys reaching out in new and different ways, praying together. I like to imagine that I know every one of the Metallica songs off their first three albums. Just one of my things, man. I just like to imagine. I think it's pretty fun to imagine. You know what I really like to do? And this is not an imaginary thing, but I like to ask God, all right? I like, I like to sit with God. And man, come on, man. I like to sit with God. I'm not making this up. I'm trying to over-spiritualize myself. This is something I really like to do, and I think, I think many of you probably enjoy this as well. I like to sit with God, and I like to ask him what he's thinking about. You know what I mean? Because we pray, man, and he always knows what we're thinking about. We're always, you know, he always, he's always like, you know, we, we have no problem telling him what we're thinking right now, all right? And then walk away and act like, you know, okay, we dropped the mic on God. But I, but, but I like to just sit there with God and just shut up for a while. And I like to ask him what he's thinking. I literally like to sit there and say, man, what are you thinking about today, right? What are you thinking about? What's going on? What you got planned, right, today? You know, it's crazy, man. As I was here yesterday, I was here in the building yesterday. There was nobody here. I came to get some books, all right? I wanted, I wanted, I had some, I wanted to, anyways, I came to get some books, right? And I was just kind of, I thought, you know, I'm going to walk up and down the halls here, you know? And I thought it was going to be kind of depressing because I'm imagining what's going to, that, that they're going to be empty today. <clears throat> and it wasn't depressing because I started walking down the halls right here, right? And I started walking into, you know, over to these rooms and these rooms, and I went to the His Kids area and stuff like that, all right? And I'm... And I just, I got encouraged. Why did I get encouraged? Because it was an empty building and, and there's gonna be nothing to do? No, I got encouraged, man, because I started imagining how God is creating a revival right now in his people. How God is creating a revival right now. He's reviving us. He's given us opportunity for new life. That's what revival means. It means new life, life again, man. 
And I, and I got so encouraged. I started just praying for everyone that I could think of and, and, just, and then groups of people that I could think of. And it was so encouraging. What about you? What are you thinking about? What have you been thinking about? What stories are clouding your mind or, 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 or what stories are you, are you allowing your mind to create? You see, because you still have a choice. And I talked to you about this last week. I mean, I, you know, instead of worrying and wasting all that imagination, you can be thinking about other things. You can be thinking about a lot of other things, man. And you're like, well, what? And I'll, let me just give you three things. I just want to give you three things, and I'm, I'm going to share quickly three things with you that you can be thinking about, and then I'm going to come back to them later on toward the end here. But, but, but the number one thing that I think you can be thinking about, all right, yes, yes, God is in control, but I want you to think about this. This is going to pass. This will pass. This, this thing that's going on right now, it will pass. Now, I'm not here to predict the future. I'm just here to live fully and faithfully alive and, you know, with Christ, all right? But I know that this will pass. How do I know that? Because I choose to focus on him who never changes rather than everything that seems to be changing right now. All right, so number one, this will pass. Number two, focus on he who does not change. Focus on him who doesn't change. Even though everything's changing, you focus on him. So number one, I focus, this, this is gonna pass. Number two, I, 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 I focus on the God who does not change. And number three, I recognize that this is not the end of the story. This is not the end of the story. It's gonna pass. I'm looking at him who doesn't change. Jesus Christ was the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. And it's not the end of the story. God will continue, all right, to use his church, you, me, us, we, to change the world. I know this. I know this. I mean, it's a fact, all right? So how are you thinking? All right, because your thought life is a choice. Your thought life is a choice, right? I mean, we were, call, check this out. we were calling this series, we were calling it the COVID-19 series, right? That's what we were calling it. Because I'm so sick of that word. Because I hear it every time, man, everywhere. I don't want to call it that. This is not the COVID-19 series. You want to know what series this is? This series has now changed, all right? The new name of this series is God Always Wins, all right? God Always Wins. That's a great name for a series, right? Amen? I mean, should be named every series that God Always Wins, all right? And this is what I know. This is how I know that this will pass. This is how I know that this is gonna pass, man, all right? Because he always wins. And so I got a question for you, man. I got a question for you, all right? If we know that this is gonna pass, all right, if we know that this will, this will pass and that God always wins, all right, let me ask you this. What story do you want to be able to tell after it passes? After this passes and after we're on the other side, all right, as a, as a, as a, as a, as a people group, as well as a church, what story do you want to tell? All right, do you want to tell the story of how crazy and how, how fearful you were and how much you panicked? Do you want to tell the story of how, you know, maybe how foolish you got and you didn't care and you didn't take any of this seriously? Is that the story you want to tell? Or do you want to tell the story of faith? Of how your faith joined God in his story? You see, what story do you want to tell? We have the option. We have the option, man, to, 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 to tell the story that we want to tell. 
So, so with that, let me, let me just kind of take you into that story of faith, because I imagine that that's a story. I just got to imagine that that's the story you want to tell, you want to tell. Maybe it's not the story you, you're telling right now, but I, I got to believe that's the story that you want to tell. And so if that's the case, let me ask you this. Let me ask you this question. This is a very important question. I want you to think about this right now. All right? Lately, all right, in these days, is it harder for you or easier for you to connect with God? Think about that. Has it been honor, harder for you to genuinely connect or easier? For some, it's been harder. For a lot, it's been, for, for, for some, it's been easier. I mean, because the, the story, I mean, <laughs> all of the, the, the life on the planet has changed as we know it. We know this, right? And for pretty much every one of us here, all right, home life has changed. All right, life at home has changed. I mean, we're working from home. Right? I mean, a lot of us are working from home. Maybe not all of us. A lot of us are working from home. The kids are all at home. That makes it crazy. Right? All right? We're working from home. The kids are at home. We're trying not to trade them off for supplies. All right? I get it. All right? Working from home. The kids are at home. All right? Uh, we're shopping from home. Right? Uh, you know, some of us, you know, are just, we're, just, we're, we're all, we're, we have to stay at home. And things have changed. And then, and then, and then, and if you're a healthcare worker, all right. First of all, I believe you're a hero. First responder, healthcare workers, heroes, man. And we applaud you, right? And we're praying for you consistently, because not only do you have to work more away from home, but you're putting yourself more at risk. And we love you, and we care about you, and we're praying for you. And life has definitely changed for you at home. All right. Our predictable, our our, our predictable lives have taken a hit. Our, our, our life that we could be, we were, we were able to, I mean, before we were able to predict a lot of things, right? Very much, most of our life was very predictable day to day, as much as we hate to admit it. And now it's not the case. Things have gotten shaken up a little bit. We had a stride going, man, and now it's been interrupted. What about your faith? All right, was your faith very predictable before, you know, all this stuff happened? Were you depending, let me ask you this, were you depending on all those outside services that are no longer available to help you equip your faith? You know, gathering together, having his kids and community groups and, and getting together for women's Bible studies, men's prayer groups and stuff like that. These things, man, those, those, those things that were helpful in your life, a lot of things like that have been disrupted. Did it disrupt your faith? This is important, man. All right, I got another important question for you. What, what is your connection, all right, your connection with God look like now that you've been scattered? Now that we've been scattered about. I mean, normally we'd be right here. Most of us, at least, we'd be right here today, right? This would be the big day. Next week, normally, man, that'd, we're going to do something crazy next week. You, you, stay, you need to tune in. All right, but next week is like the Super Bowl of church world, right? Easter. Right? Usually we get well over 1,000 people here, man, and just have a blast. It's a big party. But now we're getting over 2,000 people, 3,000 people. It's pretty amazing what God does. But I got to ask you this question again, all right? What does your connection look like now that you have been scattered? What does it look like now that your faith, your predictable faith life has been challenged? It's an important question. Jesus actually challenged his boys. All right, the last night, I love, 
So my favorite verses and chapters in the Bible are John chapter 13 through 17, just because it's the night before Jesus died and he was like cramming, he was cramming all the disciples for a test, it seemed like, because he was just giving them all this really just golden stuff. <coughs> Allergies, don't worry about it. But keep praying for me anyways, thank you. All right. Um, the night before he was, he was arrested, he, he, or the night he was arrested, the, day, the night before he was, he was crucified, he's hanging out with the boys. And he starts talking to him plainly. He's basically saying, look it, man, you know, um, he's, he's telling him all these things that he's gonna, he's gonna be boogieing, he's gonna take off, all right? He's gonna, you know, and, and, the, and their faith life, their life of faith is gonna be changed drastically when he's removed from the planet, all right? Faith was gonna be put to the test. And they were gonna need to depend more on what they cannot see, namely who they cannot see, God's Holy Spirit, all right, and uh, then who they were used to seeing, Jesus Christ, all the time. He was trying to prepare them for this, to be scattered. Listen, man, I'm telling you, this is, this is right where a lot of us are at. Here's, you know, he, he's talking in John chapter 16, and he's saying, look, it, no longer am I talking to you in figures of speech. He goes, I'm just gonna tell you plainly, yeah, I came from the Father, and now I'm getting ready to go back to the Father. And the disciples said, oh, oh, no, no, well, now we, now we get it, right? Now we know. Now we believe because you're talking to us plainly. And they had been with Jesus for three years. And he's like, and here's what Jesus says. I love this. Look at In verse uh, 31 of chapter 16, Jesus says, now you believe. Now, now, do you believe now? Is, it, is your faith is starting to get into a stride? Is it starting to get gone? Are you getting used to our time together? All right, because it's getting ready to get disrupted. Look what he says in 30, verse 32. He says, the hour is coming. Check this out. The hour is coming and indeed has come when you're gonna be scattered, just like us. When you're gonna be scattered. And check this out, each to his own home. Dude, man, he's totally talking about us right now, man. I mean, it's like crazy. He says, look, he says, the time is coming, and indeed it is, man. You weren't even ready. You didn't even schedule this, all right? It wasn't in your planner, <laughs> all right? You had planned on maybe going to church today, all right? <laughs> all right, you, you know, but, but, but he says, it wasn't even in your planner, man. He says, the hour's gonna come, and he goes, it's here. Matter of fact, it's now here. I'm boogieing tomorrow. Right? Yeah, he came back for a little bit, but then he boogied off, you know, for, for good. All right, sent his Holy Spirit. We all know the story. We'll talk to you about that another time. But check this out. He says, the hour's coming, the house come when you'll all be scattered about, man. Your faith is going to be disrupted. Your predictable faith life is going to be changed. And you're going to go, all of you to each to your own house. What's it going to look like there? What's your faith going to look like now? Is it, is it, is it, just, is it still depending on... <gasps> You know, or do you have a moment to where you could sit there with the Lord and ask him, what you thinking about, man? What are you thinking about, Father? What's on your mind? I'd like to know. And will you take the time to sit there and wait? He says, it's gonna happen, man. Each of your own house. And he says, and you're gonna leave me alone. You're gonna leave me alone, man. But he says, I'm... I'm not alone because I'm with the Father. He says, but you're gonna, you're gonna walk away. Is that what's happening right now? I mean, it's, it's, it's hectic, right? I don't understand, man. You know, our houses, you know, especially when everybody's there all the time. Now we're used to, you know, having some space and stuff like that. And God's saying, man, you know what? 
I'm, I haven't left. Have you? I believe that. And I love what he says next. And this is our verse, man. We've talked about this before, man. And, we, and he says, look at that. I've told you these things, man. He says, look, man, I'm telling you these things. All right? So that in me, now I love that in me, you may have, uh, in me, you may have peace. In me, you'll have peace. And in the world, you're going to have tribulation. But take heart, I've overcome the world. I love that, you know, and we think about this, but we, I don't think we think about it enough. He says, in me, all right? Or in the world. Where, where are you at right now? Again, what's controlling your thinking? What's controlling your, your conversations? What's controlling your feelings right now? What's controlling your emotions? What's controlling your attitude? What is controlling your life right now? Is it the narrative that's taking place throughout the world? Or is it the narrator who never changes? Who has not changed? Who will not change? Who is the same yesterday, today, and will be the same tomorrow? Who's saying that this will pass? It's, we're taking a hit. We're taking a huge hit. We're losing people, man. I was sitting there at my desk looking at the computer and looking at the numbers of the people who have passed away and it just started bringing me to tears. And I just started praying for those families who are losing families through this, through this, through this pandemic or whatever. But Jesus says, in me, you'll have peace. Peace even in the tragedies. Peace even in the craziness. Peace when things seem very unpeaceful. If we rest in that peace, if we remain in, he says, remain in me. He says, in the world, if you're gonna sit out there in the world and just have a Jesus t-shirt or just talk about Jesus every once in a while, or have a couple of verses to make you feel good every now and then, or, or say a prayer and just drop your mic on Jesus. He says, but yet you remain in the world. It's gonna be crazy. It's gonna be crazy. That's why he said, man, in me, you're gonna have peace, but in the world, you're gonna have tribulation, but take heart. Why? Because I've overcome the world. This is what he says about us every day. It's where he leads us every day. It's where he wants us every day. And you know what he says about you and your everyday life? You know what I mean? Because he's saying, look, man, this is, there's going to be craziness. It's going to get crazy. I like going back about 700 years from the moment that Jesus said that. Isaiah was talking, right? The prophet Isaiah. All right, they didn't give me a timer here, so we're here all morning. This is going to be awesome. All right, so check this out. All right, so he says, <clears throat> he, you know, Isaiah... He says this, he says, you know, 700 years before this, he says, you know, but this is what the Lord says. Remember, in me, you're going to have tribulation. All right, I mean, in me, you're going to have peace, but in the world, you're going to have tribulation. Remain in me. Where are you at right now, right? Because, you know, have you been scattered and lost connection or has your scatteredness deepened your connection because, deepened your, because you recognize your, your deeper need for Christ? Check this out. Isaiah says this, but this is what the Lord says. He, in verse one of chapter 43, he says, he who created you. You gotta remember, man, that we're created beings. And a lot of times, man, we're, we, we forget that. We, we've been created. We think, well, my parents created me. No, man, well, how do they know where to put everything? How do they know, how do they get that thing running? You know what I mean? I don't know how they did it. Right? He says, he says this, is, this is what he said. He says, he says, the Lord says, he who created you, the one who formed you, who put you together. He said, don't be afraid. The most often repeated commandment in the scriptures is fear not. He says, I have redeemed you. 
I've bought you back. I've called you by name. You're mine. And he's like, wait a second, what? What do you mean redeemed? I hear that word a lot, right? I got it tattooed on my back, redeemed, man. What does that mean, man? It means that I paid away. I paid you. I paid your way back, all right? Your way back to me. Why did I need a way back? Why did I need a way paved back to me? Listen, right now, man, you already know Jesus, many of you, but there's many of you who don't know Jesus, and you know people around you right now are crying out for Jesus, but they don't know what this all means. Why did he, why, why did he have to buy me a way back? Why did I need to be redeemed? What's taking place? Because God, we've talked about this over and over again, and we'll continue to talk about it until Jesus comes back. God is a just God, and he demands justice, and you and I, we demand justice. We know this, man. When we're wronged, we want to be righted, right? Every time. Where do we get that from? We get it from our dad, all right? He demands justice, all right? As sin requires a payment, all right? God demands justice, but in his mercy, because he's a God of justice, also he's a God of mercy. In his mercy, he holds back the, the payment that we owe. He holds back the debt collector, all right? He holds it back and gives us an opportunity to lean into his grace, to lean into his grace. And what is his grace? His grace says, I made the payment for you. His justice, he demands a payment. His mercy, he holds back the payment. And in his grace, he made the payment. He says, I have redeemed you. You know, it's crazy, man. As people right now, they're thinking, okay, is, is this thing taking place? Is this judgment of God? That, 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 that conversation has happened, especially in church world. You hear a lot of people saying, man, is this the judgment of God? Is this the judgment of God? Is God judging us right now? No, man, is he punishing us? Is he punishing us? I tell you right now, if God is punishing us right now, I don't wanna follow him. Why? Because he punished his son for our sins, all right? And he's not gonna punish us, his sons for our sins and then punish us too because that's double jeopardy and God don't play that game, all right? He ain't gonna do that. Jesus Christ paid for your sins and my sins, period. We live in a broken world. We're broken people and things keep breaking and they will not be unbroken until the, 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 the perfecter of life, Jesus Christ, returns, all right? That's what I know. That's why he said, in this world, you're gonna have tribulation. Not that I'm gonna keep punishing you because you keep walking away. That's why he sent Jesus. Before Christ, he would, yeah, he would put the, you know, the God's people would be, would be thrown over here and they'd be, they'd be put over here and he'd allow stuff to happen. He's like, well, I'll teach you a lesson. But finally he said, look at man, I'm gonna send my son. He's gonna make the final payment. And he did. So what's taking a place in the world right now is not the judgment of God. All right, there will be another judgment and it's the end of days, man. Get ready for it, man. How? By being, by, by accepting redemption of Christ. Recognizing that he was born, all right? God was born in the flesh. He lived, he taught, he did many miracles, all right? And then he gave his life for you and me on the cross, all right? He died, all right, to pay for our sins. He was buried and then he rose again. Why did he do that? Because he went and beat down, all right, the debt collector, death. That's what he did for us. And he paid for our sins. Oh, now you're gonna tell me I got that much time left? Okay, whatever. <laughs> I'm just playing. Praise the Lord. Isaiah said, look at man, don't be afraid. I've redeemed you. I've called you by name. You're mine. And here's what he says. He look at, he says, when you pass through the waters, all right, when, not, not if you pass through troubled, you know, crazy times, but when you do pass through them, 
Look what he says. He says, when you pass through them, I will be with you. I'll be with you. When you pass, remember I said this, this will pass. When you pass through, I'm going to be with you. And, and, and through the rivers, they're not going to overwhelm you, man. And when you walk through the fire, it doesn't sound very fun. This is when you walk through the fire, you're not going to be burned. And the flame's not going to consume you. You're not even going to smell like smoke. Jesus said, in this world, you'll, you're going to have tribulation. But in me, you're going to have peace, right? In me, you'll have peace. In the world, you'll have tribulation. But be of good cheer because I have overcome the world. The God who redeemed you, the God who bought you back, that just God who gave you mercy and gave you grace, there's nobody else coming for you, man. There just isn't. Live or die, there's nobody coming for you but Christ. That's it. Own that. Receive that. Respect that. All right? Here's what I know, man. Jesus, when he talked to us, he didn't promise that a life of faith was a problem-free life. He never said it was gonna be a problem-free life. Jesus never said, you know, hey, come and have faith and your problems will be gone. No, he never said that. That's why he said there's gonna be tribulation, man. But he did tell us, he did tell us that it would be a purposeful life. Not problem-free, but definitely purposeful. And a life consumed in his presence. I'd way rather be consumed in his presence than what everybody's trying to tell me to think right now. Yes, again, concerns, real concerns, real truths, really happening, stuff really there, but God is really with me. Is he really, he's really with you, but are you allowing him to be really with you? Here's what I know, man. God's people have been through tough times before and they'll be through, they'll have to go through tough times again. It'll happen. This has happened before, it's gonna happen again. All right? And how can we be ready? By just being in Christ, living in Christ, man. A daily, daily, daily walk with Jesus. Check this out. I told you what Jesus said. I went back 700 years and I hear what, what Isaiah said. He said, look at him, I'm gonna be with you in the fire. I'm gonna be with you through the waters. I'm gonna be, when, he didn't say if, he said, when you go through this junk, I'm gonna be with you. Right? If you want me. Right? Well, a couple of hundred years after Isaiah said that, he was Jesus, God was talking to his people, talking to Israelites, and we're his people now. All right. God was talking to his people, and a couple of hundred years they actually went through some crazy junk. All right. I, I, I just this uh, empire came in and just routed uh, all these small countries, Israel being one of them took about 25% he took of the people. He stripped away, man, all the young, all the pretty, all the good, all the smart, right? And, and he left the elderly and he left some of the little kids and stuff like that. And, 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 and they, not he, they, the, the Babylonian, uh, the, you know, yeah, the empire that came in and took them away and held them captive. This family, here we are, have a bunch of people who lost all kinds of family members. Life was completely changed. And they have these people, man, they were stripped away from their families and taken to a foreign land. Life was completely changed. And God said, man, I told, I'll be, I told you I'd be with you. 
And through the prophet Jeremiah, he sent them this word, man. He said, look at man. He said, and you've heard, you've heard this. I know you've heard this, man, this story. He said there, he said, look, you're gonna be there for about 70 years. I mean, we've been given, what, a 30-day quarantine? I could do that standing on my head, all right? So anyway, so I don't know about you. Praise the Lord, all right? I know for some of us it's rough. I'm not trying to make light of it, but I get it, all right? But he gave him 70. He said, you're gonna be over there for 70 years. Here's what I want you to do. I want you to, I want you to, uh, I want you to have kids. I want you to start families. I want you to bless that community that you're, that you're exiled to. You know what? You think, you know, health workers, I, I give them heroes, love you, but you know you're gonna be really, really busy nine months from now, right? <laughs> think about it, all right? Anyways, do the math. So check this out. He says this, he says, look at him. We've heard this verse before, right? He says this, he says, you know, he told the, the, the Israelites, he says, look at, I know the plans that I have for you. And a lot of us are clinging on to this verse right here, but there's, there's, there's more to it, man. We say, I know the plans that I have for you, declares the Lord, plans for welfare and not for evil. As I'm, as I'm sharing this right now, some of you are reciting this with me because you know this verse so well, but do you know what, what it brings and what, what, what it needs to be accompanied by? Let me just share this with you. He says, I know the plans that I have for you, declares the Lord, plans for welfare and not evil, to give you a future and to give you a hope. He, he says, I know the plans. So many times we just say, look, at nothing bad going to happen because God has these plans. Check this out. God says, I have these plans for you, but you got to get in on the plan. Do you recognize that? Lots of, God, we, I, I have these plans for you, man, but you got to get in on the plan here. You see, my grandmother used to tell me all the time, and then when I was younger, man, I was all crazy, and in my day, she'd say, you know what, God has so many great plans for you. And I'd be thinking, no, man, I don't think so, man, because my life's a fiasco, man. There's no way. My life's a mess. But she would tell me, man, God has great plans for you. He's going to have, why? God has some great plans for you. And then and here's what, you know, I didn't believe her. And for years I chose, I chose not to believe it. And therefore I didn't even expect it. Does that mean that God's plans failed? Does that mean that, that, that God failed all those years? No, what it means is that, that meant for me is that live or die, I chose not to follow his plan. God had a plan. I chose not to engage in the plan. That was the thing. God says, I know the plans that I have for you. Do you know the plans he has for you? Do you care to engage in the plans that he has for you? You're like, how do I do that? Check this out. He goes on. That's why I said there's more to that verse. Verse 12, he says, you're going to call upon me, all right? And you're going to come and you're going to pray to me. He says, that's where I'm going to hear you. You're gonna call upon me. You're gonna come and you're gonna pray to me. You may have been scattered about, man. Your faith may be challenged right now. You may be looking around going, what in the heck are you doing, God? All right, all that may be taking place. He says, when you just start to breathe a little bit and come and sit on my lap for a minute, not my lap, but God's lap, you come and sit there with, that was weird, all right? You come and sit there with God and sit on his lap for a minute, all right? And just say, okay, God, what are your plans? What are you thinking right now? And just wait, Wait for him to talk to you. Wait for him to give you direction. Wait for him to lead you. Wait for him to love you. He says, wait, wait, then you'll call upon me. You'll come and you'll pray to me. He, gets, he says, guess what? I'm gonna hear you. Verse 13, he says, you will seek me and you will find me when, when, when. Say when right now. Come on, even if you don't say it out loud, say when, when. He says, when you seek me with all your heart with your whole life, with your whole being. He says, then you're gonna find me when you look for me with every bit of you. With every bit of you, man. 
But if you're like me, you're thinking, well, how can I just stay there? Why do I always need problems to drive me back to his feet or on his lap or even just in his presence? How could I just stay there? I was reminded of a, of a guy that lived, I don't know how long ago it was now. This guy, some of you may have heard of Brother Lawrence, not a local guy, but I mean, he's actually a guy in history. If you, you know, search him, you'll find that he had, a, yeah, there's a really great book called um, In God's Presence, uh, Brother Lawrence. He was a, he was a monk in a monastery. Um, before, he, in, in his early life, he was a soldier, all right? And then um, after he, uh, I think he got injured in the war or something like that, and then he got discharged, or really discharged. He became like a valet, then he was like a waiter, all right? And then he joined a monastery, all right? And then he joined a monastery. And... Um, he was just a regular guy in the monastery. He wasn't like this major, like this preacher and bishop and this, you know, and this great, lead, well, great leader as far as the world might be concerned. His job in the monastery, he worked in the kitchen. And he, and he also made, I think he fixed sandals as well. Just a regular guy, but he didn't have a regular faith. And he wrote this amazing, well, they, have, they, they collected some of his stuff and put it in this amazing book called The In God's Presence, and it's pretty awesome. And, and, and he said, I just want a couple of quotes that I just kind of want to share with you, because I want to stay with God. Even though I'm scattered about, man, I don't want my faith to be challenged. I want to sit on his lap. I want to ask him, what are you thinking today? What do you want me to be thinking about today? Brother Lawrence would say, man, that he said, I made it my ordinary business. Check this out. I made it my ordinary business to abide in the presence of God. He said, I didn't, in other words, I didn't just make it my weekend business. I didn't just make it my, my, my Sunday morning business or my community group business or my women's men, or men's group business or my youth group business. He says, I made it my ordinary everyday business to abide in the presence of God. And, and, and he said that every time that he had a task, every time he would be involved in a task in the kitchen, washing dishes, you know, ma- making food, washing dishes, fixing somebody's sandals that had been on their dirty feet, he didn't care. Anytime he did a task, here's what he would pray. Check this out, and I wrote this prayer down. He said, oh, he would say, oh, God, since you're with me, I'm, I'm paraphrasing because he would talk into thy and thee and those, and I'm just gonna paraphrase. He says, oh, God, since you're with me, And it's your will that I must apply myself to these outward duties, the kitchen and the sandals and stuff. I beg you, I beg you, assist me with your grace that I may continue in your presence. He said, oh God, check this out. He said, oh God, all right, since you're already with me, help me to be with you all the time when when I'm doing the dishes, when I'm cleaning the backyard when I'm just sitting there in the evening, when I wake up in the morning, all right, when I have to prepare the food, when I have to work from home, when I have to go to the hospital, man, and take care of all these people, when I have to work that double shift, all right, help me to be with you. Help me to be with you consistently in all the ordinary places. Not just depend on this, this, I gotta, this weekend or, or whatever, it is, that even though I've been scattered about, even though I've been scattered about, I, I know you're with me. Help me to be with you. That's a big deal. 
That's what he used to pray. Because, and, and, then, and I want to share again another, another quote. Oswald Chambers, one of my favorite guys, right? he said this, and he just said this this week, and it was crazy because it was wild how fitting this is. He said, he said check this out. You watching? Right over here. Come here. All right, check this out. He said this. He said, if a burden, all right, and it's, and it's resulting pressure come upon us, if a burden, if something crazy and the pressure of that crazy thing starts to come upon us, here's what he said, while we're not in the attitude of worship, so if this craziness comes at us and we're not worshiping or in an attitude of worship or in those ordinary places with God, it's only gonna produce hardness towards God. Like, where are you at? And despair, even in our own souls, well, forget it then. If we're not in this attitude, this continual life of worship in those ordinary places, if we're not walking in faith. Here's what I know, man. <laughs> if you find yourself needing to find God, remember he's not the one who was lost. You understand me? I know that if I'm searching for God and I don't think I can find God, it's not because he's lost. It's because I'm not in that, I've not rested with him in those ordinary places. I'm not in that continual attitude of worship and I wanna remain there, man. I don't care what's happening. And you're like, is this even possible? Absolutely. Here's what I know, man, the world's gonna shake. And it's gonna try to shake you with it. <laughs> but our God is unshakable, Amen. And so I want, I want to go back to those three things that I want you to, to think about, all right? Those three things, because this is what I want you to start doing, all right? I want you to start recognizing this. Three things, that, remember I told you, you can control your thinking. You have a choice to think, all right? Number one thing I want you to recognize, this will pass. This will pass, all right? This will pass. Remember, we're going to do communion today. <gasps> oh, did you forget? All right, <laughs> we're gonna do communion today, so um, I, want, I want you to make sure you got your stuff with you, your, your bread, your juice, all right? Uh, some of you can handle a little cup of wine this early in the morning, I don't know, maybe, go for it, whatever. Uh, maybe not a whole cup, maybe a teaspoon, all right, anyways. Um, you know, but if you have a problem drinking, don't use wine, use juice. Uh, and a piece of bread, just, you know, and gotta, gotta be honored, I'll share with this in a minute, all right? But I wanna remember these three truths. Hold on to these truths, this will pass. The one who, focus on the one who never changes. And it's not the end of the story. This will pass. God never changes. And this is not the end of the story. God will continue to use his church to change the world. And that's you and me, amen. Praise the Lord. I don't want you to do. And if you're not gonna do this right now, man, do this later uh, with your family or, or somebody or whatever. Um, and some of you guys have probably never taken communion in your home, all right? It's been a bit since you know, me and my family have done it. I think we need to do it. Um, and some of you are thinking, well, what do I need? Well, I need some juice and, uh, and a little bread, all right? And you're like, well, well isn't that, I don't, I don't know how to, I don't know. okay, you know how to grab a piece of bread? All right, you know, how to, you know how to break it? All right, you know how to grab a little bit of juice? You know how to drink it? All right, the only thing that's required is that you remember that Jesus Christ, all right, that Jesus Christ, his body was broken for you. 
and his blood was poured out for you. And he hasn't changed. He did that to provide a way back so that we could be with him forever. Even starting now, this is in remembrance of Jesus. As the story is trying to creep into our life, as everybody's trying to tell us what to think, we remember Christ is the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. And so pray with me. If you have your elements ready, I pray God giving you enough time to do it. If not, still pray with me. And later on, just, just do this simple practice with your spouse, with some of your friends, or not more than 10, all right? Uh, your children, whatever. Father, we praise you. We give you thanks. We thank you for your name and your word, Lord God. But Father, together we remember that Jesus Christ, that his body was broken for us. That is broken for us, that we, that, that, that we wouldn't have to be broken. And Lord, we remember, and in Jesus' mighty name, we receive the body of Christ. I know it's not the physical body of you, Jesus, but it's our representation, and you've given it to us, and we give you thanks. He then said about the wine the cup I said this is my blood that is being poured out for you this is me dying for you and for your sins so you don't have to die for your sins check this out I know you think you have to make this restitution for all your sins you think you have to make all this payment for all your sins alright that, 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 that you owe this debt. Jesus said, I paid the debt, man, accept the payment. He says, remember, this is why my blood was spilled for you. Take and drink in remembrance of me. Amen. Father, we praise you. We just give you thanks. your glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Yeah, we're going to sing that. One last song together. So we finish up uh, taking communion together today. And as we sing this song, it's just a simple, simple chorus. It's just a reminder uh, for us. It says, Waymaker, miracle worker, promise keeper. You are light in the darkness. That's who you are. So as we remember who, who God is, our faith in him.
worship you. I worship you. You are here working in this place. I worship you. I worship you. You are here moving in our midst. I worship you. I worship you.
opportunity to chat with a lot of you guys in our chat rooms, and we just want to thank you guys for joining us. Again, just a reminder, anytime you're in any of the chat rooms and you need prayer, you want to pray, uh, make sure that you let us know. If you're in tcaz.live, just click the live prayer, and we would love to pray with you. We have people ready to do so, and so we want to thank you for joining us this morning. Uh, just a couple of quick announcements on our way out of here. Uh, maybe you're somebody who needs help, or maybe you're somebody who can help. We've created that helpline on the web page, and so you can go there uh, just by simply typing in www.tcaz.us forward slash help, and you can go in there, and there's a lot of things you can do in there. You can click that you need help or that you can help. Maybe you can help to make some of these awesome masks that we've been uh, working on. We've given out hundreds of these because of all of your um, help in sewing, donating supplies, and donating financially, so we want to thank you for that. So you can click that you can help. Maybe you need help. Click it in there. If you want to give and partner with us financially, you can do that also there. Or you can go to tcaz.us forward slash give. 
And we just want to thank you guys. Again, you've been gone above and beyond, and it's been one of our most generous march marches ever. And so we want to thank you for that. I also wanted to mention we have food box coming next week, and we got some really awesome things in there. We need to know. Uh, we have a deadline by when we need to know if you're planning on purchasing one of those or purchasing one for somebody. Let us know um, today or tomorrow before noon if you're going to be doing that. And uh, we also just want to encourage you, maybe this is your first time joining the church here online. And if you want to connect with us in any way, go to our website forward slash connect. That's tcaz.us forward slash connect. And you can sign up for community groups. You can sign up for all kinds of things there online. And so lastly, I'm going to leave you with this. And Pastor Ernie mentioned it. Um, I got it. We... I, we've been together uh, with the church I have with Pastor Ernie uh, for over 10 years now. And this Easter, we have uh, something that we have never done coming uh, to our community. And so we are excited. Matter of fact, it's something we could never even have done without this uh, situation going on that we have right now. And so we're excited. It's going to be really creative. It's going to be in one of the most epic, noticeable spots in the White Mountains. And so we're excited about that. I'll just leave it right there. But make sure that you guys, each of you guys are the ones that have to get the invites out. And so make sure that you're sharing, sharing, sharing um, our Easter invites for next week. Because although we won't have thousands of people coming right here uh, into this place, we believe and we're trusting, we're praying that we will have thousands and even thousands more joining us for next week's Easter service. And so get the invites out. Invites are just simply texting, just simply sharing on our online platforms and social media and letting people know that we, I, I can guarantee you, we're going to be coming uh, to you with a message uh, that you won't find anywhere, certainly in the state and maybe in the world. And so we're excited about that. Join us. We can't wait for next weekend. And so with that, let's pray, and we'll get on out of here. Thank God. Thank you so much for this morning. You truly are the way maker, the miracle worker. And God, you're working miracles right now in our lives, and you're working miracles in our communities. And we just thank you. We thank you for our heroes, our first responders, God, that were joining us even this morning um, on online platforms. And we just pray for them that you would keep them safe. And we thank you. God, as we go throughout this week, uh, we pray, and we, we pray even more for our community and for our families. And we just thank you for this opportunity. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Have a great week, guys.